certified, they have pretty much all adopted that, no matter how elite. And so as you as a parent, you need to be aware of all of this. And I would also argue that even if you have taken your child out of public schools, you're homeschooling your child, you have a stake in other people's children. And you're paying taxes that are supporting the public school system. And because of that, your voice still needs to be heard. We're back, and I'm Richard Beatty, Crawford Media, Denver. Dr. Carol Swain, retired professor of political science and law at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, joined Rita Schulte on Mind Matters this week. Her views on reaching out through education and common sense in the culture war are well-researched in changing the narrative of the right and the left and the right to and from the left. Here's Rita Schulte, host of Mind Matters. You know, because, I mean, as Christians, you know, we can all get involved at some level. Like a lot of us think, well, what can I do? It's too late to turn the tide. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I'm too busy to get involved. My plate's full. I love, A, that you guys give suggestions in your books about how people can get involved. The other thing on the tales of that story you just told was the story you told about uh, the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, where middle school parents in Pennsylvania were shocked when their kids were given a word puzzle with words I won't mention on this radio show. Or even uh, the conferences for children uh, that were sponsored by some state, I believe it's Oregon, where they were teaching them sexual acts. And I mean, these are things that Or back then, some of the teachers were taking their kids. One person, uh, teacher, took her children to a field trip uh, at a sex novelty shop. And and we do know that there were teachers that took their kids to protest rallies like Black Lives Matter. And you can imagine the danger to the child. But when a teacher, an authority figure does something like that, you know, they are... um, nowadays we're using the word grooming. We weren't using it back in 2016, but they are they are grooming your children uh, to believe uh, for a different lifestyle and and they're teaching them moral principles or immoral principles. They're not teaching them moral principles, but all of those things were taking place. So in 2016, when we wrote Abduction, How Liberalism Steals Our Children's Hearts and Minds, that was like the tip of the iceberg because within a, a month, the whole situation would change dramatically uh, because they would push their agenda so uh, uh, openly. And so it wasn't George Floyd's death and the pandemic, even though the pandemic made it easier for parents to find out what their children were being taught, uh, that stuff uh, was out there much longer. And for the Christian parents who have decided, okay, I'm going to- We've had enough. Yeah, I'm going to homeschool my child and, you know, my child, I'm going to protect my child. I think that it's important for you to protect your children. But you also have to realize that a lot of the Christian schools where you think is safe, they're not safe, that they have been infiltrated by people that have these uh, new views of morality and your children. You have to monitor those schools and your elite private schools because the independent schools of America, the association has pushed that CRT and that liberal agenda uh, on the schools. And because the schools want to be ranked and they want to be certified, 
they have pretty much all adopted that, no matter how elite. And so as you as a parent, you need to be aware of all of this. And I would also argue that even if you have taken your child out of public schools, you're homeschooling your child, you have a stake in other people's children. And you're paying taxes that are supporting the public school system. And because of that, your voice still needs to be heard. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, I remember reading in the book, you said discipline and moral guidance from trusted authority figures is playing a declining role in the lives of some of America's children. And so how do you think that lack of discipline has affected the hearts, the minds of kids today? Look at the suicide rate. No fake. Among kids is astronomical. And you can imagine like uh, my generation, my children's generation, uh, the teachers were not openly telling little boys at the first grade that they might be little girls, or little girls that they might be little boys. And there have been tales of children coming home crying because they don't want to be the opposite sex because they think that you can just turn because maybe a kid in their class has come out uh, uh, as a transgender. It confuses the children and it scares them. And I think that the sexualization, we know that uh, even for adults, if you engage in uh, sex, you know, uh, casual sex and all of this extramarital uh, sex, all of this stuff like that, it takes a tremendous toll on you mentally and physically. And children are being pushed into early sexual relationships. Uh, it, it destroys them. In fact, uh, some teachers say they can tell when a, uh, a student has sex. They can tell when a girl has started to have sex in high school or middle school or wherever it is because that personality, that character changes. Yeah. I mean, God intended sex to be in the context of a committed marital relationship. So all of these things are just chipping away at people's souls, at our young people's. What action steps, Carol, can parents take to build stronger bridges to their children to help them, you know, anchor or choose a worldview that's grounded in traditional values in Christian faith? I mean, it's an onslaught. I have clients I'm counseling uh, and parents are just just so despairing at the the culture and all of these things that are coming at them. They don't know how to face this. I think that a lot of parents are very naive uh, in the churches. And I belong to a Southern Baptist church. And so, you know, we do vacation Bible study every uh, year and they do something with the young people. But whatever they're doing with, with the young people, it's not very effective because so many of them fall away from the church. And I think that... Um, Of course, you want to talk about Jesus, you want to talk about the gospel, you want to talk about those things, but the children need to be exposed in a safe environment uh, or through their parents to other worldviews and then the temptations that they're going to be confronted with. And, you know, maybe with some of the, uh, maybe the middle school kids need to do some role playing of certain situations that they're going to encounter. The young girls are going to be pressured for sex. Older men will come after kids, you know, as soon as they start uh, reaching puberty and sometimes before that uh, we have to give our children a different kind of training. And no matter how godly your home is, the kids have cousins, you know, uh, they have uh, 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 playmates. They have people that they're going to be around that didn't come from Christian families. And so there's only so much protection you can give. The one thing that parent can do is try to have a relationship with their children where the child trusts the parent enough to tell them what's going on. 
And when the child hears something or they ask to read something or something happens that makes them feel uncomfortable, that the parent has time to listen to what the child is saying, or the parent needs to find a nice way, a nice uh, a rapport to not interrogate, but ask some questions. Oh, what did you learn today? What are y'all studying? Uh, pay attention to what they're reading. They're not always bringing home the books that are dangerous because with critical race theory, critical queer theory, critical feminist theory, uh, they're at every grade level. They have videos, they have books, they have teaching materials that can be very dangerous. And they have learned uh, not to always send the books home with the kids. There are certain books that they're teaching your children and they're not coming home. And unless you uh, have a relationship with people at the school, teachers that may not be on board with it, or, or with your child, you won't know what's taking place. Oh, that's a great point. Yes, that's a great point. So a lot of parents don't even know what's going on. They think they might know, but they're really not, you know, keyed in maybe to a lot of this stuff. No discussion with you would be complete without commenting a, for a few minutes on your best-selling work, Black Eye for America. I love the title of that Um Critical race theory is burning down the house. That's so awesome. Can you just comment on critical race theory? I mean, I know we could spend an hour talking about it, but it appears to be more of a worldview that's been trying to affect policy for a long time rather than a theory. Well, I mean, it is a theory, but it's being taught as a fact. And, uh, and it's closely related to DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, that uh, whole agenda. And at one time, diversity meant that if you were at a school or workplace, you try to advertise and and bring in people uh, from different backgrounds or different races and cultures, and you would all work together, but that's not what it means anymore. And with CRT, it is a worldview that, uh, and it's a distinctively American worldview because critical race theory itself was... um, Uh, came out of the research of a Black professor, Harvard's first tenured Black professor, Dirk Bell, came up with that. And you would think that the first tenured Black law professor would feel good about America, but he argued that um, whites had structured the institutions in American society to benefit themselves. And that whenever white people appeared to do something to benefit minorities, such as uh, the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, it was actually done to benefit themselves and to keep minorities in their places. And according to critical race theory, all white people are oppressors. Only white people can be racist. Uh, and so white people have to engage in the permanent work of being anti-racist. And uh, it argues uh, that all white, all black people and people uh, uh, non-whites are victims. Mm-hmm. And um, and in the case of Blacks, you know, it pushes very much for segregation in the sense that they, all Black people, regardless of the socioeconomic status of their families, that they are victims. Uh, they're not capable of being racist because they have no power. And you have to have power, according to this theory, to be a racist. And uh, it's harmful, harmful to racial and ethnic minorities because it argues that math is racist, and all those areas where uh, racial and ethnic minorities may struggle academically, it uh, 
everything is attributed to white racism. And so it has nothing to do, according to the critical race theorists, with cultures where they may not spend as much time studying or individual choices that people make. I made a, a, a choice to study and work hard and not go to parties. I had a goal in mind. Well, that's not the message that children are, are given. They're told that America is an evil society and that uh, you know Christianity is a, is an evil religion. Uh, the the Western society, anything associated with Western society, uh, is denigrated, and anything that isn't, you know, is sort of um, put on a pedestal. And uh, it's a very dangerous ideology that is just one of many different critical theories, and it's very much related to the critical uh, queer theory that argues that all heterosexuals are oppressors and homosexuals are victims and mm. critical feminist theory argues that all women are victims and all men you know are evil oppressors and the ultimate goal of these theories is to undermine uh, american society they're rooted in marxism and marxism is rooted in conflict theory and so it's not about improving people's lives it's not about bringing reconciliation between whites and blacks uh, uh, or, or helping people better themselves. Uh, it's all about turning down our society, our culture, everything that is traditional, everything that we believed in, destroy the family, destroy, destroy, destroy. Uh, and so these things are very dangerous. And, you know, the show Mind Matters, yes, Mind Matters and uh, ideas have consequences, and many of the ideas that have come from university campuses have been dangerous and destructive for our society. Yeah, and then the goal is to crush this society and rebuild a different society. A utopia that they've never been able to build, ever. Yeah. Well, we'll have to leave it there right now. This is Richard Beatty. Uh, we are out of time uh, for Mind Matters this week. But next week, we will continue this conversation with Dr. Carol Swain and Rita Schulte, because your mind matters. <laughs>